Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chilling Tales for Dark Nights. Want to make sure you never miss a Chilling Tales for Dark Nights video again? Be sure to subscribe and hit that bell to turn on notifications. Good evening, listener. You're listening to Chilling Tales for Dark Nights. On tonight's edition, we invite you to leave behind your safe reality and descend with us into the frightening depths of the most terrifying imaginations with two audio adaptations of frightening fiction about misunderstood messages and foreboding phone calls. I'm your host, Steve Taylor, and tonight I'll be your guide as we traverse the dimly lit corridors of your darkest dreams. Joining us tonight to help bring to life the frightening fiction of N.M. Brown and Lucretia Vestia, our voice talents Justine Anastasia, Nick Goroff, Olivia Steele, Melissa Medina, Heather Ordover, Paul J. McSorley, and me. Now... Get your ticket ready. Take your seat in our theater of the minds and brace yourself. It's time to turn off the lights and turn on the dark. Our first story tonight is written by N.M. Brown and is performed by Justine Anastasia, Nick Goroff, and yours truly, 
In it, we will meet a woman named Megan and her husband Bobby, a couple trying to bounce back from a devastating loss. When a business card all but falls from the sky at Megan's feet, she's sure that destiny brought it to her. But was it fate? Or just fatal? Let's find out. Without further ado, I present to you Santa Hotline. So, I found this Santa Claus card last night. It blew right into my ankle as I was walking around the downtown area of my city. The colors were faded, but not enough to where I couldn't make out the letters and numbers. The background was the color of cardboard with bright crimson text. I think I'll be able to remember it until the day I die. Those are all the visuals I'll give you. The last thing I need is for someone to go out searching for this fucking thing. Well, I thought nothing of it at first. If we had a dime for every time we reached that sentence, right? However, as these things sometimes do, it began to nag at me over time. It chewed at the corners of my subconscious like a rat trapped in a plaster cage. I can remember the home I lived in as a child. My parents tried their hardest, but we could always hear rats in the wall, little chitters and squeaks throughout the bustle of the day and the silence of the night. Well, that's what it felt like to me. Little squeaked whispers of who could answer if I called that number. It's a wonder my husband didn't notice. Hey, babe. My husband Bobby greeted me that evening. Did we get any Christmas cards today? No, thanks. I'm not hungry. Can't seem to find my appetite this week. What? He replied incredulously. I asked you if we got any Christmas cards in the mail today. Just advertisements for death, I responded distractedly. He gave me a strange look. Life insurance junk mail. Besides, why would we be getting Christmas cards already? I added. Finally, after one too many times of Bobby catching me zoning out in blank thought, I told him about the card. I cringed in anticipation of his response, waiting for him to tell me to spend my time focusing on more important things like dusting or the laundry. Hell, I half expected him to scold me for picking up items off the street as a parent would a curious child. That's not what happened, though. Quite the opposite. His eyes lit up in wild excitement over puffed-out cheeks as he drew in a hit of the joint we were smoking. Don't judge. Medical marijuana is a wondrous thing. But anyway, he insisted, almost at once, that we call the number. Come on, Maggie. He pleaded. What's the harm? It's probably disconnected anyway. It's too early for calls with Santa. We, We just hit November, for fuck's sake. Besides, we've had such a rough year. My face fell at his last sentence, though I tried desperately not to show it. No, I replied, a bit more sternly than I'd intended. Why don't you call then, huh, hotshot? I razzed him. He threw up his hands in mock defeat as a smile blossomed across his lips. Oh, no, Missy. You aren't going to get me, he declared. My face scrunched up in confusion as I struggled to figure out what he meant. Luckily for us, seven years of marriage has taught him to read me like a picture book. He continued, It will be just my luck. This is some kind of sex thing. I call, and Amanda Hotstrot answers the line, and boom! It will be couch city for me until Christmas is long past. He half-joked. 
So I pulled out my phone and dialed the number, only to shut him up. It began to ring, much to my dismay. A huge chunk of me desperately hoped the number was no longer in service. Muffled jingle bells played over the line as a pre-recorded greeting rang out. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Thank you for calling Santa's workshop. Our system is not set up to accommodate speaker phones to avoid the prying ears of boys and girls. We hope you understand. Press 1 to leave your wishlist information, or press 2 to check your naughty or nice status. I looked at my husband incredulously as he gestured to me to keep going. I reluctantly hovered my thumb over the speaker button before pressing it firmly, along with the number 2. I figured, what the hell, right? I was surprised to hear a live voice come through the phone, one that sounded frantic and afraid. Megan Richmond? She didn't give me a chance to respond. Call back when Bobby's out of the house. It's imperative. What? Wait, who the hell is this? I demanded. Is this some kind of joke? Someone's sick idea of a holiday prank? Thanksgiving just passed. The line disconnected. Crazy as I thought it was, I was very much flirting with the idea of following the woman's instructions. I mean, she knew my husband by name. However, when he asked me what I'd heard, I lied, saying it was indeed a sick sex thing. I've always liked playing with fire, I guess, no matter how many times I got burned. I had the next day off, as fate would have it, while Bobby worked. I want to say that maybe if he'd called in sick that day, things would have been different. But I don't think that's true in my soul. I know what's on the top shelf in the left cupboard, pushed far in the back to keep out of mine's eye. My protein shake mix? While I acknowledge there's truth in your statement, I hardly see what that has to do with the naughty or nice list. I haven't finished. Why don't you be a good girl for Santa and dump the contents of that canister out into the trash, but make sure you hold a colander under it first. If you look at the pebbles within, you'll know what I mean. The line disconnected. My mind reeled at the cryptic words. Pebbles within, I thought wryly. Fucking ridiculous. But seeing as I didn't have anything better to do, I decided to humor the mysterious voice. Dirt-smudged slippers shuffled across the tile floor as I made my way to the kitchen. The protein powder haunted me more with every step, as well as waves of tormented recollections. I wasn't ready to look at the protein powder. The significance it held to a happier time was still too much to bear. Tears pricked the corners of my eyes like country nettles as I gingerly opened the cupboard door and I squeezed them shut in defiance, to no avail. The veil shrouding the events of the past eight months hit me like a tidal wave of regret. The protein powder was something Bobby had bought to help with my nutrients. My morning sickness was so bad, and the only thing I craved was chocolate milkshakes. That wasn't the healthiest option. Bobby used to joke about the amniotic fluid being a full-service Baskin-Robbins, so he got me the powder as a compromise. It took a while to get used to, but it wasn't so bad after the initial bitter and chalky taste. You noticed I said morning sickness, and it wasn't an error. I should have a six-week-old baby at this point. But if you hadn't gathered by now, I don't. 
Spontaneous abortion, they called it. Ain't that a bitch. Spontaneous is appropriate, sure. But the word abortion implies it was something I'd done by choice. And that wasn't what happened here. Bobby and I had been ecstatic to find out we were pregnant. It was a surprise, not something we had planned or even talked about much. But we were thrilled, nonetheless. The powder tumbled into the silver colander, resulting in a pigpen cloud of dust to assail my senses. It smelled much like it had tasted, and the connection made my stomach turn. This all made no sense to me. Once the canister had been emptied of its contents, the colander soon followed suit. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. My eyes widened in shock to see specks of green granules settle to the bottom of the cylindrical container, just as predicted. My husband came into view the moment I turned my head to call his name. Bobby? What is this? I quavered through trembling lips. What in God's name? He exclaimed angrily. It's bullshit is what it is, Meg. I'm calling their company right fucking now. His expression became irate with impatience, and I could recognize the voice on the receiving end as an automated recording. You know? He seethed, jamming a number into the phone that corresponded to the appropriate option given. This happened to my aunt once. She found shards of glass in my cousin's baby food. Got free Gerber for a year. As if that would have helped anything. I won't take you through the rest of the conversation. Let's just say they offered us something more than a year-long supply of protein powder. The company threw out dollar signs when they found out I'd been pregnant at the time of ingestion, but wasn't anymore. We mailed them a sample of what we'd found with some 4x6 glossy print photos for further proof, and they sent us a check. The amount was more than fair, so I didn't even think of contacting a lawyer. My husband's eyes widened with shock as he saw the amount they gave us. It's going to be such a Merry Christmas, he exclaimed. <laughs> what a miracle! Though I was thankful for the financial blessing, I'd hardly call what we had been through a miracle. My face must have reflected as much because Bobby gripped my hands in his. 
The look on his face was compassionate but stern, meaning he had something important to say. Hey, Oni. I know what you're thinking. But I promise you, this had nothing to do with the baby. I know you think I've blocked it, but I haven't. I've thought a lot about this, and... He hesitated before continuing. You were so sick for the entire pregnancy. That powder was the only thing that you could eat. I mixed it in with everything. Cottage cheese, ice cream, yogurt, peanut butter. As much as I hated to, you name it. Something was wrong far before you began eating it, sweetheart. This money really is a miracle. His words caused a seed that my subconscious planted to begin to sprout. A miracle, he said. Well, I would have never known if... If I hadn't called that damn number, I realized. Bobby called out the next day, a choice any man in his situation would have been tempted with. Shit, I had to talk him out of quitting altogether more than once. This new bundle of Benjamins wasn't enough to live on by any means, but it was more than enough to get us far ahead. My husband and I both keeping our jobs would help us stay there. But anyway, I was distracted for almost the entire day just itching for a chance to be alone and see what other messages the number held for me. So you bet your biscuits my fingers were busy dialing the moment my husband's car was out of view as he drove off to work the following day. It rang longer than it had the two previous times I had called, and I was surprised at how much that worried me. These phone calls had so far brought nothing but good things. I had come to think of them as holiday premonitions from a modern-day fortune cookie service. A sigh of relief escaped me as the automated service came on the line. I jammed down the number two without even listening to all of the options. Ho, ho, hello there. I knew we'd be hearing from you soon. I ignored the remark. This whole thing was cryptic as fuck inside and out. To try to make sense of every little detail would only waste valuable time. Of course I was. Santa Claus wouldn't steer you wrong on Christmas now, would he? But, but, it's not Christmas, I stammered. It's the beginning of December. A woman named Vonnie Hinman has her sight set on your husband, my dear. And we can't have that, can we? Good boys and girls honor their commitments. Get rid of the problem. What do you mean, get rid of her? I'm not a mafioso, for Christ's sake. Tisk tisk now, Megan. Do you think the Lord has anything to do with this? My imagination ran wild with every devious possibility I could create. Bobby had been working more than usual. My seasonal depression mixed with the time change had me more exhausted than expected in the evenings, meaning I hadn't been waiting up for him like I usually would. Why would he beg me to quit, though, if he was using it as a reason to fuck around? The life insurance policy that I initially thought was garbage flashed into the recesses of my recollection. A grimace infected my lips as I remembered tearing it up before throwing it away. The stroke of midnight found me tiptoeing into our living room to log into my husband's laptop. I'd gone through his phone earlier. It didn't feel good, trust me, and I found nothing. Maybe his email address would hold a clue to this Vonnie woman and what exactly she wanted with my husband. As luck would have it, I was on the right track. Though one shouldn't use the word luck 
when describing anything occurring in my particular situation. One single email stood out from all the others, with the email address vhinman at redacted. Bobby, I covered your ass, now you cover mine. I can still ruin your family, the pieces you haven't ruined yourself, with one phone call. I want my money. And don't give me any of that woman-scorned bullshit, either. V. Intrusive thoughts swarmed my brain like a freshly disturbed ant's nest as I decorated the inside of the house for Christmas. In the end, I could only come up with one logical explanation, albeit far-fetched. Fanny and Bobby must have been fucking. I intertwined the twinkling lights above the mantel, shuddering at how their bodies must have also at one point been intertwined. Things must have become too real for her when I became pregnant, and she threatened to break it off. So, in turn, Bobby must have poisoned my protein shakes to rid himself of the latest issue between him and his whore. Maybe it wasn't enough for her when I lost the baby. Perhaps it was too late by then. He must have given her quite the sob story to borrow that settlement money. How could he do this to me? To us? What's more, I had felt like absolute shit this entire week. Initially, I'd passed it off as nervous anxiety due to the odd situation. But what if he wanted more than the baby out of the way this time? What if now he tried to poison me? He had been on me quite a bit about eating. I had just about driven myself mad when Bobby walked in the door unexpectedly, a smile perched on his traitorous, lying face. He held something in his right hand, and I balked at what it was. Out of all the things... All the goddamn things in the entire world he could have come home with, it had to be this. It seemed almost poetic. As much as I wanted to act instinctively, I knew this all had to be done very carefully. I stood in silence as he held out his peace offering. I braved the storm for you, Maggie, and got you a mixer. I risked life, limb, and airway just for you, he joked. The new Culver's flavor of the day was Reese's Chunk. Chocolate with peanut butter swirl and candies inside. I smiled gratefully before gripping the milkshake in both hands. I took a small, gratifying sip to appease him, if nothing else. God knows I wasn't in the mood for sweets after all the shit I'd endured. It was time. I put up some mistletoe, babe, I exclaimed, strolling over to the center of our living room. I morphed my lips into a pucker and stood on tiptoe in anticipation. Our lips met, and what was at first a simple kiss quickly evolved into something much more carnal. I opened my mouth wide, smearing my ice cream-coated tongue over his as many times as possible in between breaths. His eyes shot open as realization dawned on his dick-brained mind. He raised his arms to pull away, but I'd had a tight grip on his twisted undershirt. With a force of strength that I didn't know I had, I slammed his head against the wall, hard enough to make it bleed. I wasted no time forcing his mouth open as he slid to the linoleum floor. I squeezed the cup over his face until the contents smothered the inside of his mouth, nose, and eyes. The skin pulled taut over his face as it began to bloat, the distortion making him quickly unrecognizable. He raised his hands futilely to claw at my face becoming more desperate for breath with each passing second. Why? He gasped. I know about you. Vani, the powder, everything. Well now, you can be together after she's dead, 
He shook his head violently in defiance, but it was too late for any words to emerge. I knew we didn't even have an EpiPen. I always told him he needed to be more responsible, especially his health. He was deathly allergic, you see. My fingers fumbled to dial 911 on the phone. I sobbed in hysterics, screaming that there had been a terrible accident and my husband needed medical attention right away, feigning concern as best I could. Every time I struggled for the much-needed tears the situation called for, I just thought of our baby and the memories they never got to make. I waited with bated breath for the police and medical attendants to arrive. Then I did something that I ashamedly hadn't done in a long time. I squeezed my eyes shut as my hands came together in desperate prayer. I prayed to God, Jesus, Santa Claus, and anyone who would listen. The Santa hotline had done so well at turning my misfortunes into miracles. And I just needed one last teeny little one. I hope you enjoyed Santa Hotline, as written by N.M. Brown and voiced by Justine Anastasia, Nick Goroff, and myself, Steve Taylor. Author N.M. Brown's work can be found throughout our YouTube channel and podcast episodes, as well as on her author profile with us at creepypastastories.com. Just search for Brown in the search bar. That's B-R-O-W-N to find more of her terrifying tales and ways to follow her on social media. And as a reminder, you can hear more of Justine Anastasia right here on our official YouTube channel. She is also written for the show, as well as being one of the judges for the 2019 Evil Idol voice acting competition. Voice actor in 2016 Evil Idol champion Nick Goroff's talents can be found on our very own Chilling Tales for Dark Nights YouTube channel, as well as on past episodes of the Simply Scary podcast. You can also join Nick on his YouTube channel, Wizard of Cause. If you drop by, don't forget to let him know you heard him here on this show. Up next, we've got a special treat for you, as written by Lucretia Vastia and performed by Olivia Steele, Melissa Medina, Heather Ordover, Paul J. McSorley, and yours truly. In it, we will hear the second installment of a three-part Christmas series about a call center's busiest time, the holiday season. However, their customer service line isn't all that it appears. Now, without further ado, I present to you Shop and Share Part 2. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome to Shop and Share. This is Billy speaking. How may I be of 4180 I need an update on my latest order right now. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, name and date of birth, please? I just gave you my customer ID, 41880. You deaf? 
Right. I'm still gonna need your name and date of birth for... Stephanie Matthews, 27th January, 1997. Thank you, Miss Matthews. Before resuming, I see you're calling us from a number that isn't listed in our database. Do I have your permission to update your customer information? <laughs> I can't believe you right now. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, we can do it later if you like. No, 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 no. I, I just asked you a question. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, no, miss. I'm not. I'm merely following the procedure. Screw your procedure. Do you have any idea what tonight is? <sighs> I swear to God, this online shop hires the most incompetent people ever. I'm checking the status of your order right now. Yes, do that. And you better give me good news or you'll lose a very faithful customer. Uh, you signed up in September. What's that? Uh, your order is processing. Processing? What does processing mean? Does it mean out for delivery in the next hour? Because I'm not taking any other answer. Uh, no, miss. It means that it's in the works in our warehouse. Well, tell your warehouse to work fucking faster! I am sorry, miss, but that won't be possible. It's the night before Christmas and... Exactly. It's the night before Christmas. Do you have any idea how ruined my Christmas is going to be if these presents don't show up today? Miss, you placed your order yesterday, on the 23rd of December, at 7 p.m. So? Don't you go insinuating shit, okay? I paid $10 for express delivery. You guys guarantee express delivery in uh, under 12 hours? Express delivery is $7.99, and we published a disclaimer last week, right next to the delivery times, which says no delivery guarantees before Christmas. I read no such thing. Where the hell did you publish this? In the privacy policy, which nobody reads? No, it's right by the delivery pricing. In bulk, red letters. The disclaimer shows up again at the checkout. You, you're rude as fuck. You know that? I'm sorry, miss. I'm just doing my... What's your name? Billy. Don't try to be cute. I need your full name. Billy Cross. If my boyfriend breaks up with me this Christmas, I'll make damn sure you lose your job, William Cross. Okay. I, I need to speak to your manager. Are you sure? Am I sure? Did you fall on your head or something? Your manager, now! Okay, you asked for it. What is that supposed to- <laughs> Am I sure? What kind of customer service is this? This is Cynthia G. Kane, also known as the Ghost of Christmas Present. How may I assist you on this fine evening? Yeah, first things first. I want to report an employee of yours. His name is William, was it? Yeah, he was very rude to me. No, William is working for us, darling, but if you mean Billy, I'll make sure to forward your apology for mistaking her for a man. What? That is not what I... Now, from what I could gather, you're waiting for an order, which has been placed yesterday, is that correct? It, yes, that is correct. Oh, honey, what world are you living in? <laughs> what were you even thinking? Everything that has been ordered after the 17th of December is still to be delivered, and you are expecting an order you placed yesterday? It's Christmas Eve, darling. There's no way you're receiving the delivery before January 8th. <laughs> yeah. 
How dare you speak to me like this? I'm a faithful customer. I trusted you and your services. Oh, spare me, honey. If you order your partner's Christmas present less than 24 hours before the giving is due, it's not love. Am I right or am I right? You don't understand. Of course I don't. My job is to judge, not to understand. And I am judging you right now. I am judging you greatly. Ma'am, with all due respect, I don't owe you an explanation. But the gift wasn't planned, okay? I need to go see my boyfriend tonight. And since it's Christmas Eve, I can't just show up empty-handed. Of course you can. If it's love, the gift of seeing you will be more than enough. But remember what he said. He's spending Christmas at the cabin with his parents, and he's not quite ready to introduce you to them yet. Yes, I know that, but this is important, and I need to go see him tonight. Wait, how did... Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie, why can't you just take a hint? What hint? What are you saying? You don't know me. You don't You don't know Dylan, okay? So just back off, all right? Back off and, and do your job and tell me where... He's not at his parents' cabin, sweetie. <laughs> y- you don't know that. Oh, but I do. He's not there. The last Christmas he spent with his parents was, what, um, ten years ago. D- Dylan is at the cabin with his loving parents. Dylan is at the Blue Lagoon Hotel taking a hot bath with Diane. Diane who? Diane, silly. Diane called Jane Zah from PR. (laughs) Fat Diane? Curvy, funny, fabulous Diane. You're lying. I wish I were, kid. They just popped the second bottle of champagne. Do you want to know at what point Dylan thought about you today? Yes. Hmm, not at all. He isn't thinking about you at all. From what I can tell, he's having the time of his life. Both he and Diane are. You lying bitch! (laughs) Haven't heard that one before. Why do you people always go off on the messenger? This isn't happening. This isn't happening. Oh, don't go on a wild killing spree now. (laughs) We wouldn't want to see you storming into room 412 and spill the guts of those two all over the walls now, would we? Why would I do something as fucked up as that? Well, I don't know. Probably because the catastrophe of a costume you bought for your sexy nurse look on Halloween could just as well pass for a housekeeping outfit. The ones they wear at the Blue Lagoon look quite similar to it. Stephanie? Tell me again what room they're in. 412, the honeymoon suite. (laughs) The honeymoon suite. Oh, come on, honey, you're not upset, are you? I mean, it's not like you're two and a half months pregnant and we're waiting for New Year's Eve to tell him or anything. No, of course not. It's not like that at all. 
Good, because the last thing that would tie that man down is a child. You know that, right? <laughs> right? This conversation never happened. All right, I can keep a secret. Should we cancel your order, or was all of this just a severe case of your hormones speaking? Cancel my order! All right, as you wish. Have a Merry Christmas, darling. Welcome to Shop and Share. This is Billy speaking. How may I be of assistance? Hello, Billy. My name is Edward Downright. My customer ID is 20053. Thank you, Mr. Downright. This will only take a second. Take all the time you need. I'm in no hurry whatsoever. I'm sorry to be calling at a time like this. Oh, you don't have to be sorry, Mr. Downright. The line's open either way. Yes, surely, but I still don't think it's fair for you to be working on a day like today while I'm relaxing in front of the TV. So I'm sorry you have to work because of pesky customers such as myself. <laughs> oh, that's quite all right, Mr. Downright. We're almost at the end of our shift anyway, so there's still hope for us. Ah, that's nice to hear. I'm feeling less guilty now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Downright, I'm going to need your date of birth for identity confirmation before going any further. That would be the 13th of October, 1955. Perfect, thank you. And do you still live in Greenwood, 7742 Sugar Street? Yes, ma'am. Been living here all my life, and I don't plan on moving anytime soon. <laughs> well, there's no place like home, am I right? You said it. There's no place like home, especially this time of year. Indeed. Okay, so what can I do for you today? I have a question regarding a certain leather jacket. The product number is 5589-B. I want to purchase this jacket in the color Army Green, size L, but I see it's not available right now. Do you happen to know when it'll be back in stock? Unfortunately, no, I don't. However, if you press the yellow button at the top of the page, which says follow, you will be notified every time changes are made to this offer. That means if there's a sale or if size L is back in stock, you'll be the first to know. Oh, that's perfect. That's exactly what I needed. Thank you, Billy. No problem, sir. It's my pleasure. Uh, is there anything else I can do for you? Oh, no. I have taken enough of your time as it is. The one thing you could still do for me at this point is to go home and have the best Christmas possible. Oh, that is very sweet of you, Mr. Downright. Thank you. Before you hang up, however, there is one thing I need to ask of you. Don't worry, Billy. I'm staying on the line if you want me to rate your service. I appreciate that, but it won't be necessary. Uh, my manager would like to have a little chat with you, if that's all right. Oh, okay. Did I do something wrong? <laughs> well, I certainly hope not. <laughs> he just uh, does this sometimes. It will only take a minute, okay? Okie dokie. If it's so important, go ahead and put your manager on. Um... Bye, miss. <laughs> busy bee, busy bee. Hello? <laughs> yeah, 
Is this a telephone Christmas game show or something? Am I supposed to say stop? Delete your hard drive. Excuse me? My name is Edward Downright. Are you the manager of the young lady from before? Delete your hard drive before 9 p.m. Sir, if you are playing a game here, you'll have to tell me the rules first. Delete your hard drive before 9 p.m. when Allison and Caitlin arrive. If this is a game, I don't like it one bit. Delete your hard drive before 9 p.m. when Allison and Caitlin arrive. And Caitlin opens those files. Sir, you might have my personal information, but I am pretty sure I gave you neither that of my daughter nor granddaughter. Delete your hard drive before 9 p.m. when Allison and Caitlin arrive and Caitlin opens those files to see what kind of monster you truly are. That's it. I'm calling the police. The police will show up on their own if you don't delete your hard drive before 9 p.m. when Allison and Caitlin arrive and Caitlin will open those files to see your true feelings towards children her age and younger. You don't know anything. This is an outrage. You have no idea what you're talking about. I'm a respectable senior citizen, and the things you are saying are absolutely outrageous. You will die merely weeks after the iron bars close in on you. You will be locked away to die a horrible death at the hands of lesser monsters. You will die by the hand of great punishment and meet even greater punishment in the life beyond. Not true. This is not true. You are making up stories. You are broken. There is a seed of purity in your heart, but your flesh is putrid. You don't deserve your blessed life. And your offspring don't deserve the trauma. Please leave them out of this. They have nothing to do with this. You will get to live the rest of your life. You will get to enjoy your retirement and die as a cherished and beloved father and grandfather. If you delete your hard drive before 9 p.m. I understand. Okay, I understand. I'm doing it. I'll do it. Thank you. Do not thank me. Do not confuse this for salvation. You will still receive your rightful punishment in the life beyond. Yes, I understand. Thank you anyway. It's 8.57 p.m. Tick-tock. Yes, I'm... I'm doing it right now. I'm deleting everything. But 
Please, tell me. Who are you? I hope you enjoyed Shop and Share Part 2 as written by Lucretia Vestia and voiced by Olivia Steele, Melissa Medina, Heather Ordover, Paul J. McSorley, and myself, Steve Taylor. To find more of author Lucretia Vestia, visit simplyscarypodcast.com slash Vestia, spelled V-A-S-T-E-A, and you'll be redirected to our author profile on creepypastastories.com, as well as being able to find a link to her blog, www.cvasiacru.wordpress.com. You can hear more from Olivia Steele right here on our very own network, as well as on her YouTube channel called Scarily Olivia. Voice actress Melissa Medina's work can be found on the official Chilling Tales for Dark Nights YouTube channel, as well as her website, hearmelissa.com. That's H-E-A-R-M-E-L-I-S-S-A dot com. Heather Ordover can be found on the amazing Craft Lit podcast, as well as on our channel. That's C-R-A-F-T-L-I-T, all one word, please. Voice actor Paul J. McSorley's talents can be found on our very own YouTube channel, as well as on past episodes of the Simply Scary podcast. You can also keep up with him weekly on his new show, Fear from the Heartland, which will debut in podcast format in early 2022. Meanwhile, capture the magic or the madness <laughs> from the very beginning and check out his show on our YouTube channel today. You'll be glad that you did. After you drop by, don't forget to let him know you heard him here on the show. And as for me, well, I'll just be here for you every Monday. Be sure to let everyone know you heard them here. You won't be sorry that you did. Now, our weekly descent into the depths has just about come to a close. But before we go, I'd like to take a moment to thank you for joining us tonight. Wish you a spooky holiday. And remind you to take a moment to stop by our iTunes page. And please leave Chilling Tales for Dark Nights a five-star review and a kind word. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram if you haven't already. And of course, subscribe to us on YouTube, where you can find an archive of our work going back to 2012. And consider signing up as a patron at our website, ChillingTalesForDarkNights.com, to show your support and get all of our content ad-free. I'm your host, Steve Taylor, and it's been a pleasure. Tune in again next week when we once again turn off the lights and turn on the dark. Sweet dreams, listener. Sweet dreams. <laughs> Chilling Tales for Dark Nights.
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.